Hey, it's Christina. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about why law school is like having a healthy, toxic relationship that's like, in the end, good for you, but it's also kind of bad. I'll explain why, but I thought to make this because a lot of my friends have been asking me about it because they're like considering going and want to know what it's like. So I thought I would share, and you know how I like my analogies so yeah it's i finally finished today at like 6 30 which is such an accomplishment i also was able to work out so like thank god because i feel like i was start starting to turn into a marshmallow along with my brain so it's totally an emotional roller coaster and so how long have i been doing this for i can't even remember i, I think it's the first month but, and then a lot of people like won't understand you. Because at work, they're used to me watching the, South, not South Africa, but there too, the shark attack videos with them and telling them what their horoscope means. And now I'm like in the back room reading this book that I can't even put my backpack because it's a fashion backpack, Mark Jacobs specifically, and I do worry that it will rip. So when I was standing in the rain, I was like, oh my god, what do I do with my book? Because I literally would rather get my laptop soaking wet than get this book expensive because you will spend thousands of dollars in books, but it's okay because they're kind of beautiful. I don't know. I'm like a book nerd. But I said, okay, I'm good. if this rains, I'm just going to have to put this under my dress. And then I realized I have a backpack. So I allowed it for a little. But you know when you try to shove something in and you can just tell that something bad is going to happen? Like when you put on jeans after a year. You know what I'm talking about. So it's definitely emotionally exhausting, but I think it makes you stronger. For me, I watched like these inspirational videos with like Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Obama, and they're saying like, have a lion mentality. This is like one of my favorite quotes, because it's when I'm like so tired and my Adderall is worn off. So I'm like, okay, what is left inside of me? And then I watch the lion mentality video and I'll share the quote because I think it's fun. So they say, well, the lion isn't the fastest and he's not the smartest. So what makes him queen of king or queen of the jungle? His mindset. And so that really helped me. When people ask me like, oh, how is law school? What do you think of it? I literally don't know what to answer because the answer is just this entire podcast video. It's like the up and down and... I can explain what class is like if you'd like to know. So instead of one hour, it's two hours, which is all right. I have four classes and I like one of them actually. It's like that, oh, well, something random I'm gonna say is it's so weird because the professors will make jokes and like the whole class will laugh and I just have like a straight face. So it kind of makes me wonder like, did I lose my soul? But also, like, I know I still do laugh in life, like, so that was really confusing. I think these people are just fake laughing, which I think you guys know I don't do because literally who benefits from that? I feel like anyone can tell what 
a disingenuous laugh is. It just makes me uncomfortable. So a fundamental part of law school that I didn't even know about until I was thrown right into it is called cold calling. And that's the aspect that makes everybody scared. And they do that in when you're younger. I remember getting called on in physics class. I was so stressed out and I could not think of the answer. I think I started crying. I was like already having a rough day, but basically cold calling. And it's already a little intimidating because when you're a 1L, the class is really big. And so everyone's looking at you. But yeah, the professor will call on your name and it depends on who it is. My contract's one. If she calls on you, then she wants you to present the whole case yourself. But then the tough professor, the civ pro professor, civil procedure, he'll just ask you really, really specific random questions. So for his class, I'm reading every word, like word by word, trying to commit the whole thing to memory because I just don't want to flop. So that's just one essential part that I didn't even know about. But it's like, so first it's scary, but then I'm also dying to get cold called on sometimes. It's like half and half a contradiction because there are so many people. So when you do raise your hand, it's like you don't always get called on. These days, like in normal life, sometimes it feels like I'm a robot getting water poured on me because I think I've just been reading and writing so much that it's like all this random legal terms that's in my brain and nothing normal. Like I usually have a really good memory and now when I'm trying to rem remember like a real life term or something of the sort, it takes me a bit to pull it out of my brain, which I do not like. Maybe I'm also a little sleep deprived. I did wake up at 5 a.m. But you guys know I always try to sleep as much as I can. So it might just be all of the brain power. But literally, something that's kind of funny is, I think you might have noticed this, like when you learn about any topic extensively and you spend day in and day out, hours and hours only focusing on it, you kind of recognize it in life. I'll give an example. I think of the things that have happened to me in the past, and I think, I could have sued him for battery. Darn it. It's like, it just relates to your life. Okay, something else that's kind of random is parts of life, I feel like I just have a sausage fest in terms of friends, and that's the case right now. Like, I feel like I have three friends right now, like three that I regularly talk to, and it's all dudes, and... I'm not the kind of person that only likes one gender as friends. I feel like when I'm really in my Zen ex Tina equilibrium, I have girl and guy friends. But, and it's like I've gotten along with the ladies, of course. I love my women. But I'm thinking maybe it's because when it comes to plans and hanging out, guys like are more reliable, it seems like women seem a little wishy-washy like oh i'll be there and then who guess who's not there the person who said they'd be there so maybe that's why and yeah just more genuine i just looked at my notes and at in what what is even called on september 8th at 2 a.m i wrote a list that said what law school is like and like i always do 
I separated it into good and bad, which I don't know why, but my mind always does black and white. So should we start with the good or the bad? (laughs) Well, it looks like it's both a list of bad, but trust me, it's not. So I'll just randomly go. So I wrote, my friends went thrift shopping and I was home reading contracts. Yeah, like contracts are fun to read because sometimes they have funny stories in them and it's just like nice to learn but I really love thrift shopping a lot and sometimes I think about like if I had to choose between true love and shopping like I would have to think about it for a little bit because I love (laughs) I just love material items especially like purses and all that so that was disappointing And I just said, okay, maybe next time. But it's like, I think next time there will be another contract. So we'll see. We'll see. It does make me miss my provocative clothing. But that's okay because I kind of feel like, let's see, back when I was in undergrad, I would wear my tube tops. And to this day, my only shorts are like, you see my whole ass cheeks. So it's like, better not wear that. So now I wear like business casual, which is fun because I do like to dress up. But you know how it is. I like my crop tops and I kind of miss that. So something I noticed was like, okay, orientation was a week. I was like, what the hell is this? I didn't even realize. For some reason, I thought that a lot of the people were going to be people that went to AU, but they're actually like all from out of state, which is kind of fun, but also funny because... You know when you live somewhere for a while, you like know the place in and out? Well, like it's almost like hanging out with freshmen because they like don't know anything. So it's kind of cute. Like one person, so we have these group chats that we talk in. One girl was like, I'm studying at the Botanical Garden. It's just funny to think about like these places are so novel to them. But it's like every time a friend visits me, I would take them there. And then they would think that it's cool too. So like I was saying during orientation, they were being so negative. And you'd think that like at orientation, they would try to be positive. So when it was like the orientation leader girl, like the 3L, she brought us into the room. I did like the free food. That was a nice touch. But she just kept on saying these things that... I guess we're just saying that it was hard and all that. And during the question time, I was just like, do you have anything positive or inspirational to say? Because the like all of the different meetings were just like really stressful saying how many hours a day to study and stuff. And I was like, come on, this is my summer. So I did skip some of the days. A random weird visual I can give you is that like with whenever I have to do something stressful and full of reading and all that, I start to get muscle tension, but now I've been like stretching and meditating and deep breathing a lot. And since I'm in that building so much, it's like I'm not going to break out my yoga mat and go in the hallway. So I'll literally like be in the bathroom watching my guided stretch and just like sit on the toilet. Also, a lot of people have children. Like I went into the bathroom and I thought it was one of those dolls that they have for class which I don't know why they would have that in a law school, but it was a real child. Like, 
I would hope that I'm like slowing down by then. Like I don't want to be grinding, selling my soul to the devil at 30 plus. I just want to be chilling with my hmm, pug. Maybe not pug, but you, you get the picture. Oh, another shocking anecdote relating to this was, I don't know if you remember, it was, what even was the hurricane name? It literally just happened. But I woke up at like 3 a.m. because the thunder was so loud. And I try to remind myself that it's just elephants jumping in puddles. But when it's so booming, I actually do get scared. So I texted my group chat with my housemates. And I was like, guys, did it wake you up too? And my friend was like, come up. Because he lives on the top floor. And then we were looking past his balcony. And it was just insane. But where this story was going is yeah probably not the smartest to go to the top floor when you're supposed to like go to the lowest but it was nice views okay so i texted in the law school group chat because we still talk in that and we were just talking about how we woke up from the storm and one guy said oh yeah i've been all i've been up all night with my baby she's been crying so it's just almost like a mystical parallel universe. I'm just not used to like studying around people with kids. And it's like, I think that I'm tired. I can't even imagine breastfeeding and holding these books and all that. I can't even imagine. Also, the ways that your friends will defend you is funny because, you know, in life, when you say, like, someone has wronged you, they're like, oh my gosh, what a bitch, what an asshole. But your law school friends, they'll be like, oh my god, they inflicted an intentional, well, they made an intentional infliction of emotional distress against you. And so, it kind of makes life a little funnier. Okay. I remembered somebody that said that to me was a female friend so I do have one she was a friend that was there with me I deleted the episode but she escaped the stabbing before I did so I guess that is one girlfriend I was just thinking about it and it's like when you ask girls to hang out I feel like I've had a lot of guy friends say to me like I'm busy but I'll make time for you which is nice so maybe that's just like the difference I feel like the girls just let themselves be busy, but then the guys will like just find a way to squeeze me in. And I love both equally, but that's just what I noticed. And of course there's outliers, but I sense a pattern. Something that I haven't been scared about since like freshman year of undergrad when I was like 18 years old is like participating in class because now I do, but I'm definitely more hesitant about it. And I just remember being class AU, like, talking, and it was fun, but it was also excruciating. Like, if you went there with me, you would know, because those people, it's like, all they talk about is, like, when you're talking about academia, and then they make it all about, like, their emotions and how they feel about everything. So it's nice, law school people are a little more, like, rational with their answers, and it's more about the facts and concepts, which is more fun to me. It's like actually intellectual and not just like blabbering when you're wanting to actually be having a sophisticated conversation. I think law school has made me like a little self-critical because I feel like I really didn't used to care that much 
about what I would say and then what the professor would think about me. Yeah, I didn't care at all what the professors thought about me, but now I do. And so I'll give you an example. Like, even if my answer is correct, I still judge myself. So I remember reading this study and it was like, people who are smart will be a lot less inclined to raise their hand for an easy answer. And so ever since I heard that, first I agreed with that. I was like, I hate answering those questions that are so easy. So I usually would avoid it. So that was one of the ones I judged myself for answering. It was an easy question in my writing class. And then uh, in my tort class, I had asked a question and she literally said, oh, that's a really good question. And, and she said, I had touched on it a bit in the beginning of class. And just that right there made me, so basically I'm like overthinking like a freak because I'm like, oh my God, did I completely not even pay attention? And that's why I asked, okay, do you see what my mind is doing right now? And then in my civil procedure class, sorry guys, I don't know if this is interesting at all, but I feel like when I have a lot of people ask me the same question, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll make something about it so that like people can just click on it and hear if our schedules don't line up but my civ pro class that one's my hardest class but the most fun because that's the only professor that seems like a real lawyer to me so that class is scary but fun because you guys know i like fear love murder so romantic but i had answered his question he said oh yeah that's completely correct but not what i was looking for and so that made me overthink and judge myself too so it's like it's for some reason made me like a perfectionist and extremely hard on myself. And my friend and I, we like look at each other and roll our eyes when people ask like really dumb questions. And it's like, I just don't want to be like that. I don't want to just participate to participate only when I have something actual to say. But like last time I was in the scary class, I knew the answer to so many questions, but I just didn't raise my hand. But I'm going to force myself to because I'm not 18 years old anymore. You might have heard me say this before, but when I was 18, I got accepted into AU and they did all these different living learning communities. So ridiculous, trying to make people like feel special so they'll go. Well, there was a cohort. So there was honors where they get like full ride. And then there was scholars that I was in where we didn't get full rides. We got some merit scholarship, but it was like research-based, but everyone there thought they were so smart. And then there was like an intimidating criminal class in it where she would mark down every time we participated. So that deterred me even more because it felt so fake. I just, I hate that kind of stuff. But like I was saying, I had talked to my RA saying like, I'm so nervous to talk. And he said, your voice deserves to be heard. And then I always thought about that since then. So I need to motivate myself to talk because... Like, that's what you're there to do. I'm, like, not a scaredy cat, but I'm sure acting like one. Something else that is that describes what it's like for the people that are curious is it's cool to be around people that, like, work as hard as you do. So it's like I'll be Snapchatting my friend, and I see that he's at the library. And it's just, like, I haven't always had friends like that. Like it was late at night and I just thought, wow, that's relatable. Cause a lot of people, I remember when I was studying for the LSAT, my friends would be like, why can't you hang out? And it's just like, cause I'm studying. So it's kind of cool to have other people have a similar work ethic. 
And then I thought that I would end this podcast with something controversial because you're listening to Christina right now and something that really would like here I sometimes I want to explain things but I think it makes more sense if I just go right into it so I feel like I've talked about title nine a lot one thing was I defended my friend when he had like this harassment case against him and so people think that's so insane and I wanted to share with you guys my personal statement I did for law school because it was a super shocking one. So the reason why I think about it is because a lot of people got like a similar score to me or had like better grades than me, but they didn't get to AU's law school, even though it's where they went for their alma mater. I'm pretty sure is how it's pronounced. So that I was like really shocked. And I feel like it might be because of my like personal statement. So if you're applying to law school, I recommend doing like a bold personal statement. That's what I read online for advice. And I think that it works. So trigger warning, it's about like title nine and it's an unpopular opinion. So if you want to listen to it, here it is. I should add in, in case you don't know. So a personal statement for law school is just to show them what you're like pretty much like that essay for undergrad but it's actually written even more casually so i'll just read it and again trigger warning so if you're sensitive to any topics such as title nine you probably shouldn't listen but it's not graphic at all it's just you'll see you'll see i feel like it's inspirational but vulnerable so here we go christina win being sexually assaulted taught me the power of forgiveness, empathy, and impartiality. During the various incidents of assault and harassment that I experienced, I lost all control. One day, I decided to take my power back by actively choosing to forgive these individuals and to let go of the pain. I thought of these people who had wronged me. I accepted the past and wished them the best. From that day on, I was no longer plagued by the flashbacks that had started at age 15. I was free. The topic of legal action became prevalent in my life after I filed a Title IX case my freshman year of college against one of my friends. The evidence was found to be insufficient, so the person I had filed against was found not guilty. However, from his statements, I could tell that he felt remorseful about what he had done. He was not an evil person. He had just made a bad choice. Three years later, it was my senior year, and an Instagram account was created to expose people who have committed sexual assault in my college. As someone who was traumatized at 15, I looked at this page to help liberate survivors like me, but I completely disagreed with its premise. One of the posts had a photo of one of my abusers. Someone had posted a headshot of him and urged others to email the Fulbright Foundation to get his scholarship revoked. Hundreds of students who had seen no evidence against this person began following this emotionally driven order. They tried to punish someone after hearing only one side of the story. Then the comments celebrated this feat of public humiliation. I do not think that people should be defined by a single action, even a harmful one. The Instagram account made posts saying they were receiving direct messages threatening legal action for accusing students by name 
and the supporters of the account were outraged, asking, how dare people try to silence survivors? Ironically, I was someone who had first-handedly been wronged by this person, and here I was, defending people like him against people that had not experienced the consequences of his actions like I had. I wrote a comment saying that maybe these remarks about lawsuits were not unfair threats, but rather statements that were asking for due process. I understand the desire for justice, but at least when guilty parties are named in the media, they have a lawyer first. I acknowledge how emotionally damaging assault is, having gone through it myself, but I don't think public humiliation is ethical. The page felt as though it were more about retribution than justice. With the prevalence of cancel culture in today's society, I couldn't help but empathize with the people that were named publicly. They had no chance to defend their own reputation, either with legal counsel or on their own, before being named. I have firsthand experience on what it feels like to be attacked by internet users and by classmates because this was just one of my many examples where I vocalized an unpopular opinion to defend others. When I try to speak with reason rather than emotion, whether I'm defending someone or a cause, it'll often go against the narrative that either the class or environment wants to follow. Sharing differing thoughts can result in hostile comments about my views being invalid and not representative of the population. Some have tried to invalidate my argument with various personally directed insults or saying that I'm privileged. A professor once said she considered filing a bias report against the students in my class who were attacking me for simply discussing the rationale of an opposing side on an issue. Side note, I'll just add in, I think I just said in my sex class that men are objectified too. I think that that was the comment. So back to the essay. Knowing the wrath of online mob mentality, I empathize even with these people who have wronged me. And then you want to tie in the last student, what you'll be like as a law student. Well, the last paragraph, I mean. So I wrote, as a law student, I will be able to explore my passion for impartiality and a fair hearing of both sides. As a lawyer in legal defense, I want to fight against group think. It's easy to get blinded by emotion, but every citizen deserves the same rights, respect, and human decency. Many people do not know the laws behind libel and defamation, and I will work to protect individuals, companies, and the government from these injustices. My ultimate goal is to represent clients faced with white-collar criminal prosecutions, internal investigations, enforcement actions, and government investigations because everyone deserves an advocate. During my internship seminar in London, I extensively researched this practice area and learned that when these groups receive allegations of misconduct, the legal strategies must be meticulous in order to uphold the reputation of the clients. I will work to uphold the identity of the clients so that their integrity is not at stake. I look forward to a challenging career working on these complex cases and helping to maintain an ethical judicial system. So yeah, that's one reason I want to be a lawyer because 
I don't mind picking the side of an asshole. So I just thought I'd share that so you guys could learn a little more about me and maybe understand what I mean when I say things about Title IX. And one person asked me about Me Too and why I think it's like stupid. And it's not because I don't support women because I realize that that's the immediate conclusion because what else could it possibly mean besides me not supporting survivors? But what I mean is that I just hate the whole campaign, what it's called, the fact that it's like a hashtag, the fact that it sounds trendy and people just being like, me too. Like, so it just feels too casual for something that is so dark and twisted it just feels too casual and too main not even mainstream but i think you know what i mean like it's dark and it's serious and it really shakes your life so to hear it in a term that's like me too that happened to me too that's the kind of thing where you're like oh my god i got blackout drunk too me too that's like a chill phrase it doesn't represent it at all and that's just what i think so if you've heard me talk about that, that's what I mean. I don't I don't mean that you know what I'm saying. So, thank you for listening. I never know what to say when people ask me how law school is and what I think of it because sometimes I'll text my mom and be like, "Oh my gosh, I love it. I love reading all the time. I love It's like I'm already running out of highlighter ink. Like I think my law school funds all of Sharpie." So, I guess I'll just say to them, law school is like a toxic relationship that's good for you because literally the parallels are ridiculous. I feel like everything I said just reminds me of that because it's like you love it, but also makes you exhausted. You learn from it. You learn more about yourself and how to be more resilient, but also it's like your sleep patterns are off from the stress. You're eating like food that it's like sometimes I would eat my breakfast, lunch, and dinner there because I'd have so much to do. And people say like, oh, are you one of those people that like being busy? And it's like, no, I love laying in my bed. I really, really love my bed so much. But haven't been in her, haven't been my favorite horizontal position in a bit. But that's okay because it's just like, it's hard to explain, but it's just a completely new life. And I really commend the people that just graduated and just went into a job because I feel so much like a a kid still. Like I'm learning so much from people and all the mistakes that I make and that I can't even imagine like applying for jobs right now and going into the workplace. So me going to law school felt like the easy way out. Well, yeah, thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed it somewhat. Talk to you later. Bye.